Now on WOC, the QC Current puts a focus on our beautiful bi-state riverfront destination. Presented by Visit Quad Cities, it's a weekly look at untold stories of the Quad Cities region and the history, people, events, and businesses that make this area unique. Here's the host of the QC Current, Hannah Ginder. Good morning, QC. I'm Hannah Ginder, and this is the QC Current, a new radio show created by Visit Quad Cities with a focus on telling the untold stories of our bi-state riverfront destination. From little-known history to new innovations to quirky personalities, this show brings you deeper into the Quad Cities and leaves you ready to explore it yourself. This is the Quad Cities, where we're always reaching, always growing, always genuine, and always current. Today, I've got Tim Baldwin from Front Street Brewery and Nick Bowes from Bent River Brewing Company here to talk about their breweries, all things craft beer, and the QCL Trail. Thank you for being here today, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So just kind of to dive in, Front Street and Bent River are actually the two oldest Quad Cities breweries that are still in operation today. Can you guys each tell us a little bit about your brewery's history, how it came to be, all that? Yeah, sure. So Front Street was founded in uh, 1992 by uh, Steve Zydema, and um, Steve was a pioneer in, uh, uh, you know, craft brewing here in the Quad Cities and, uh, and uh, really in the, in the region. Um, guy was an engineer by trade and uh, just had a passion for craft beer, home brewer, and decided to uh, jump in with both feet and, and open up a brew pub of his own. So uh, Front Street is uh, the 300th craft brewery in the United States, and uh, I'm told the oldest brew pub in the state of Iowa, which differs slightly from a brewery. Um, uh, basically, Steve opened this up to serve beer with his food, and, and that's how they ran the business until we acquired it in 2016. Gotcha. Very cool. So brew pub has food. Brewery does not. Correct. Right. Got it. How about you, Nick? So Bent River was started in 1996 by Tim Coster. Uh, he had a homebrew shop next door to just the small brewery. At that time, we were the third uh, brew pub in uh, or the third brewery in the Quad Cities area. And at that time, that, that was actually more breweries uh, than they even had up, uh, up in Chicago in the state of Illinois. Um, so over time, we expanded. We became a brew pub, added a kitchen, uh, took out the homebrew shop next door to us. And uh, in 2011, we opened up our second location uh, down in Rock Island and started uh, brewing there for distribution purposes. So, Very cool. So both your breweries have some, some deep history there. But how did you two each first become invo- involved yourself there? So ours is kind of a, a wild ride. Um, my, my business partner and I are, are uh, actually real estate developers. And uh, we've got a lot of relationships locally with realtors and other folks who know what we do. And we, we also have a passion for old buildings. And a realtor had brought a couple guys to us uh, back in, gosh, 2013 or 2014 who were interested in opening another brewery in the Quad Cities. And uh, they thought we might be able to help them out with the location or building or, you know, cool spot downtown Davenport. And um, one thing led to another, but our office building happens to be on the corner of Perry and River Drive right next to our pub and eatery, mm-hmm. uh, what's now our pub and eatery. And um, uh, we said, well, shoot, the first floor of this building seems ideal. So um, we had had a relationship with uh, with Steve and Jenny and spent a lot of time at Front Street eating lunch, my partner and I. And uh, we thought, well, before we just open a brewery up right next door, we ought to go have a conversation. And we did, and the conversation went very well. And Steve thought it'd be a great idea to have, you know, the more the merrier. And that's usually the way it works with breweries. 
And um, we had no intention of doing food, so we were working out an arrangement with Front Street to do a through-wall agreement for food. And one thing led to another with that conversation, and, and Steve suggested that maybe we just acquire the, the restaurant portion of Front Street. Um, back in 2012, Steve had relocated the brewery out of the basement of what's now our, the pub and eatery location to the freight house in Davenport, where he also um, de- designed and developed the, the brew house that we use today, which happens to be the granddaddy of the Crawford Brew Systems. Um, S- Steve uh, went on to refine that development with Crawford, and they've taken that ball and run with it. So all the Crawford systems that go in today are actually uh, a product of our granddaddy system at our brewery. But anyways, um, they, they moved that out of there in uh, 2012, and um, um, uh, the restaurant was, in essence, a separate business. And they offered that up for sale, and we decided that um, at some point along the way, my business partner and I engaged with these other two guys, and we all became partners, and we had intended to open this brewery together. And we made an offer, was accepted, and we were working through the process. And uh, somewhere along the way, uh, Steve and and his wife decided that maybe it was just time for them to retire altogether and and move west. And then uh, they offered up the brewery as part of the package, and so we just acquired the whole works and through the idea of opening a new brewery down the tubes and, and uh, <laughs> picked up where they left off, um, I think became stewards of uh, Front Street, the restaurant, which we call the Puppet Eatery now, and um, took the brewery to the next level because uh, Steve never distributed his product. He, he consumed it in-house, again, that whole brew pub uh, concept. Mm-hmm. But um, there was definitely some pent-up demand. Um, the distributors we spoke to had, had told us that from the get-go, and as soon as that that transaction was uh, closed. We opened the floodgates up, and um, the rest is kind of history. We, you know, we, the, the distribution side of Front Street has exploded over the last few years. For sure, and continues to grow. Awesome. And how about you, Nick? When did you first become involved? So, uh, yeah, when I was uh, 21 years old, back in around uh, 2000, I was working downtown Moline at a restaurant called the Blackthorn Pub and Eatery. Uh, it's now VIPs, uh, just a couple doors down from Bent River. And uh, became a very regular customer there at the time. <laughs> uh, fell in love with craft beer. Uh, and then fast forward a few years, uh, the former owner of the Blackthorn bought Bent River around 2007. And uh, we remained good friends. So I came on board and uh, ran the business for him there. And then uh, he's a little bit older gentleman than myself. So uh, about 18 months ago, he decided to retire uh, out to Colorado. And uh, my uh, head brewer and I uh, purchased the business from him. So... Awesome. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> um, so is beer brewing and craft beer just something you guys have both always been interested in? You've always kind of had that knowledge or is it something you had to learn on the job? Where did you get that beer brewing knowledge? Uh, like I say, back in 2001, when I started hanging out at Bent River, I kind of became enamored with craft brew, not just, you know, fizzy yellow uh, beer like I'd drink previous to that. Um, <laughs> so uh, I actually went and got a culinary arts degree and uh, I found there to be a lot of similarities between the two, just the creative side uh, combined kind of with the science side of it. So, Gotcha. Yeah, you know, prior to, uh, to engaging with uh, these, these two prospective new brewery owners, uh, I, had, I had drank very little craft beer. Actually, I hadn't been exposed to it much, beer drinker. Um, but same thing, yellow fizzy stuff. And uh, <laughs> they kind of opened my eyes to uh, craft beer. And, um, you know, it's been uh, it's been a developing experience ever since. I'm not a brewer. Um, I'm a business guy. Um, uh, our, one of our young partners who is involved with us now is our, our head brewer. 
And so, um, uh, you know, we, my, my business partner and I took this on as a, a business proposition. And um, um, fortunately, we have a third partner who is our brewer. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I spend some time in the brewery. I've, I've worked through a couple of brews and I've realized that, you know, that's definitely not my passion. I'm kind of an impatient guy. And, and <laughs> it's a slow takes, process. Brewing takes time. It's a slow process. I have a number of friends who are just, you know, they're, they're, they're craft beer guys and they love this whole idea of, of brewing. So we set up a brew day one time and a whole bunch of my friends came in on a Saturday to do a brew. And, and uh, you know, four hours in, they're going, uh, is this about done? Nope. <laughs> Not even <laughs> Not close. drinking this for a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so that's where we're at. Awesome. So, Nick, maybe as the brewer in the room, can you give us – I know it's a massive process, but what's the streamlined version of how to brew beer? So uh, we start with uh, barley. We crush that barley, and then we um, convert the starches that are in there into sugars, um, extract those sugars essentially from uh, the grain and make a liquid that we call wort. Uh, We boil that wort, uh, add hops during the boil, and then transfer the wort over to uh, our fermenter and add yeast. Uh, Generally speaking, a lot of the beers that we make take a couple of weeks to ferment out and kind of condition, and then uh, we package from there. Sounds simple enough, maybe. (laughs) All right. Um, So each of your breweries have had some pretty popular beers. Um, What what are those beers? I feel like we both know what we're thinking of. Uh, Yeah, I mean, for ours, it's no secret. Cherry Blonde Blonde has been a big hit. Um, It's kind of funny because when when our predecessor, Steve, um, he – uh, did not want to make that beer. His his wife uh, really pushed him hard to create some sort of fruited beer because she had her customers in the brew pub asking for it. Mm-hmm. So he did, and he hated it because he's a real brewer's brewer. And you know the idea of uh, I will say cheating like that, taking a you know our golden ale and, and adding a little flavor to make uh, that cherry beer. But it was a huge hit in inside mm-hmm. the restaurant at Front Street, and uh, he just hated that. And um, <laughs> When, when we took over, the, the distributor that they were using at the time said, you guys have got to package that stuff and get it to the market. And, and we did, and it exploded. And so when Steve and Jenny come back, at, you know, you can hear her, you know, smacking him and whispering to him about, I told you so. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Cherry Bomb's been a big hit. Uh, we rolled out a new uh, summer beer this, this year called uh, Mahalo, which is our pineapple rattler made mm-hmm. in a true rattler fashion. And uh, that has also come on very strong. And um, we've learned that, um, you know, good beer is important, but so is good branding and marketing. And uh, um, that's where we're focusing our attention right now because we have a, we have a stable of very good uh, quality beers that have been being brewed since 1992. And uh, those that know Front Street and come in and, and you know, uh, enjoy our product um, know that. And we just need to get the, the word out and, uh, and get into the market. And, you know, that's tough space to be in right now because – the, there's a lot of product on the market and you're fighting for shelf space every day. Gotcha. Makes sense. So, yeah, we have kind of a similar story. When I first started uh, hanging out at Bent River, my favorite beer there was our oatmeal stout. Uh, but then kind of over time, uh, the uncommon stout, which is the oatmeal stout with coffee, just became more and more popular. Um, so kind of the same thing he was talking about with Steve is uh, – kind of as a beer traditionalist, I like beer-flavored beer, but uh, we put some coffee in the beer and it just took off for us and kind of uh, exploded without the Uncommon Stout. We certainly wouldn't have uh, gotten into the distribution business like we did and opened up our second location there in Rock Island. Gotcha. Um, So when you guys are creating a new beer, where do those recipes, those ideas come from? Is there a lot of trial and error? How does that work? 
Yeah, I mean, for us, of course, our brewers, whenever they have an opportunity, uh, when they've got you know f- time that they can actually use the brew house uh, or our pilot system, which we've we've put a new pilot system in now, which allows us to do very small batches and, and let the brewers play. Um, they, they came up, they come up with uh, new beers, but also you know we take feedback from our employees and, uh, and our customers, and you know we play with ideas. In fact, the Mahalo Pineapple Rattler came up because. A friend of mine likes Rattlers, and I was playing around at the bar one day, and I, you know, took some of our gold and our, you know, some Sprite from the gun and some pineapple juice, and I made a Rattler, and they thought it was fantastic. And I went to the brewers, and this has been probably three years ago, and said, let's make a, you know, high-volume, commercially producible batch of this beer. And it took us that long to, um, you know, perfect it and make it something that you can brew uh, in big batches and that was shelf-stable and Whole lots of things that go into that, technically speaking, because you're talking about a beer that has a lot of sugar in it. Um, so just, just like that, I mean, you know, someone mm-hmm. came up with the idea and we rolled with it. And sometimes they're duds, um, but sometimes uh, they're they're hits. And um, you know, that's just how it works. We we try to do things a little differently than than most. Um, you know, we didn't do a we didn't do an Oktoberfest this year. Oktoberfest, everybody has an Oktoberfest. So you know, we we try to do things differently. We're we've got a um, a holiday beer that'll be coming out uh, this year, which we rolled out last year and was a hit. Uh, we're we're in the brewing process now, but that's it's our Snickerdoodle, which is a uh, a cream ale, uh, a real doughy cookie flavored cream ale that was a hit last year, and we we plan to push that hard for the holidays this year. So, you know, seasonal things, uh, ideas from customers and employees, all kinds of ways we come up with new beers. Gotcha. Yeah, same deal with us. Uh, we've got a staff of about sixty people who are all pretty passionate about craft beer. So, I mean, if uh, one of the guys who's washing kegs has an idea, brings it to the table, and uh, if it sounds like something that we can make happen, uh, we'll either brew it on the pilot system or brew like a 15-barrel batch of beer. Uh, We get a ton of feedback from our customers. Uh, You know, uh, with the staff being as passionate about beer as they are, they're drinking beer from other breweries. So if we see something that somebody else is doing, we go, hey, we can take that idea and kind of put our twist on it. So, Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, so something we've heard a lot on the QC current from other businesses that we've talked to is a lot of just kind of a spirit of collaboration within the Quad Cities. We talked to Mississippi River Distilling Company, Oso Sweet by Tiffany. They're both big on collaborations, whether they realized it prior to coming here or not. Um, would you say the Quad Cities craft beer scene is a co- collaborative one? Yeah, I, no doubt. I mean, you know, um, not that collaboration in the true sense. Um, we haven't done a collaboration with, with Bent, but we certainly would. Um, I think what you'll find is the behind the scenes, there's lots of collaboration. If somebody's got a broken piece of equipment or you're short on hops, uh, everybody's willing to, you know, offer up whatever they've got. And we're, we're all kind of in this together. And I think uh, all my counterparts in the, in the breweries here in the Quad Cities would agree that, um, you know, the, the more we have concentrated in this market, you know, makes this a destination for people to go and, you know, uh, experience all the different, uh, flavors there are f- from the various breweries in town. So it's, it's, uh, makes sense to support each other. And some of us, you know, some of us have worked together before. Some of us are, are friends, you know, uh, and it's, it's kind of like co-opetition, right? That's the best <laughs> way to put it, right? 
Yeah, I would say, you know, uh, a lot of the guys that are currently head brewers at breweries around the area started off as home brewers, started off drinking at Front Street, drinking at Bent River, Blue Cat back in the day. So, I mean, a lot of us are just all friends. Uh, I've called Front Street up and said, hey, you know, we're a couple uh, hundred pounds of malt short for a batch of beer that we're trying to brew tomorrow. Can we borrow that from you till we can get more in? So, I mean, yeah, we're always uh, working together. And then obviously a lot of us have done collaborative brews where we'll, you know, go to one brewery and, uh, you know, make a beer. And then both breweries are promoting uh, that beer that we're brewing. So, Gotcha. And Nick, Bent River's even done some collaborations outside of the brewing community with local coffee shops. You just did the local Uncommon tour. Yeah, that yeah. That's been a very uh, popular promotion that we started last year. Uh, we've got a proprietary blend of coffee that we're really happy with that we uh, put in our Uncommon Stout that we brew every day. Uh, but one of our guys last year just had the idea, let's go around and reach out and get some of the best coffees from some of the other uh, local coffee shops. And uh, it was a wildly popular promotion for us. So, Yeah, and a lot of fun. All right. So how has the Quad Cities craft beer scene evolved over time? We definitely see it boom. There's over a dozen breweries on the QC Ale Trail now. How has it evolved? Well, yeah, I mean, we've all seen it, uh, kind of an explosion of, of craft breweries. You know, mm-hmm. we... We saw it happening around the, you know, around us, right, elsewhere in the country and in bigger markets and, you know, certainly Des Moines from, you know, the Iowa brewing side and the Chicago market on the Illinois side. But, um, you know, it was it was, seemed to be a, a delay here in the Quad Cities. But, boy, just over the last couple of years, um, we've seen kind of an explosion of breweries. And it's it's great to see some of these guys were uh, were well-known uh, home brewers who, you know, brewed some phenomenal product and all of a sudden, they've they they open up a brewery and are and soon to open tap rooms, and it's great to see that because we get a lot of variety uh, in in beers in the Quad Cities, and there are some phenomenal brewers in this market. We, sure. We've had a very healthy um, uh, you know mugs club, you know home brewers club that uh, has has promoted that growth and development, and I think it's fantastic. For sure. All right, so. If you're listening and you haven't heard about the QCL Trail, I'm going to give you a little bit of an introduction. It was created by the team at Visit Quad Cities, and the QCL Trail launched in May of 2019. It's essentially a self-guided tour of over a dozen local breweries in the ale in the area, and trailblazers, as we call them, are encouraged to go on each of our go to each of our QCL Trail breweries, try a pint or two, and then check in while they're there. When we began the QCL Trail, check-ins were only available on a printed passport, but now they become available online or mobily on your phone at qcaletrail.com too. And while the real prize is experiencing the entirety of our craft beer scene, trailblazers who complete the trail also get a special pint glass and bottle opener. Now, both of your breweries are members of the QCL Trail. And how has that been a benefit to your brewery since the QCL Trail started? I think it's just, uh, it's given people a reason to travel to the Quad Cities from out of town. You know, mm-hmm. they'll come and hit my place on a Saturday afternoon, go up the hill to Radical Effect, hit Wake, go across the bridge to Front Street. So it's just been a good way to get some people, you know, give people a reason to come to the Quad Cities and check check out all the things that we have to offer here. Definitely. Yeah, agree. Um, you know, there are loads of these passports. Um, it's, it's great to finally have something that's a little more localized mm-hmm. rather than on a state or regional uh, basis. And we do participate in, you know, anybody who asks uh, because uh, it does bring more people to the area. And, uh, you know, we're big supporters of the Quad Cities, downtown Davenport specifically. That's our home. Um, but, uh, you know, we do en- encourage people to when they come to town. We have people email or, or contact us on social media and ask. 
uh, you know, for help. And of course, we recommend all of our friends in the brewing business to encourage those people, give them reason to come to the Quad Cities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we, when we do events, uh, we hosted a um, a, uh, a Jeep run last year, and uh, very specific. It was a brewery tour, and and uh, Bent was uh, our second to last stop on the on the ride, and then we we all gathered back at uh, at the freight house uh, to party at Front Street. So those are fun events, and uh, anything we can do to to promote getting people to move around and experience the Quad City beer scene is is well worth it. Definitely. We can definitely get behind that. And thank you both for your participation in the QCL Trail. Um, it's a huge asset to our destination. So now, finally, what's next for your breweries? What's on the horizon? What are you brewing? What's exciting and upcoming? Uh, actually, tomorrow we're releasing our uh, <clears throat> winter seasonal ale, our Jingle Java, some uh, another coffee stout that we've been doing for several years. Uh, so that's uh, pretty exciting for us. We've been banging away. We probably had 10 fermenters of that beer just kind of <laughs> waiting ready to go. So. Yeah, well, like I said, we're we're uh, we're we're brewing uh, Snickerdoodle right now. Uh, we just rolled out uh, uh, earlier in October. We rolled out our uh, our Red October, a new uh, red ale, and um, so far it's been a, a big hit. Um, got a few things on the horizon. Um, you know, looking forward to uh, to uh, cracking open some of these uh, barrels that we've been aging with our Imperial Stouts. Uh, we roll we usually roll those out around the holiday in uh, bomber sized bottles. Uh, you know, bring a bring a a barrel-aged stout to uh, Thanksgiving dinner instead of a bottle of wine. That's always a big hit. So, uh, yeah, lots of good stuff going on. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Um, I definitely encourage our listeners to check out both Front Street Brewing and Bent River Brewing. They both have two locations. And then also you can get started on the QC Ale Trail at qcaletrail.com. Now, finally, the way we always wrap things up here on the QC Current, we're going to give you some rapid-fire questions to learn a bit about your favorite things to do and see and eat. In the Quad Cities. Ready? Sure. All right. Favorite spot for dinner? Duck City. Combine? Yum. Favorite local cup of coffee? Not a coffee drinker. (laughs) Tea? (laughs) Yes, I love tea, but, you know, I'm an Earl Grey in the cup at my office. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. All right. You get a pass on this one. (laughs) I'm a big fan of Red Band. Yum. All right. Favorite place to grab a dessert or a sweet treat? Hmm. Whitey's. Yeah, I was going to say a shake from Lagos across the street from us. Oh, yum. All right. Here's maybe a tough one or maybe an easy ball. I don't know. Favorite beer at your brewery? Mm, Raging River. Yeah, whatever IPA we have on tap usually. Gotcha. Favorite way to spend a free Saturday afternoon in the Quad Cities? On the river. Yeah, outdoors hiking with my dogs. Love it. And then finally, what's one thing every visitors to the every visitor to the Quad Cities must do? A brewery tour. <laughs> yeah, can't argue with that. Yep, I think we're all agreed on that one. All right, well, thank you guys both so much for joining us. We have had Tim from Front Street Brewery and Nick from Bent River Brewing Company. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you, thank Anna. you. Appreciate it. I'm Hannah Ginder, and this has been the QC Current. You've been listening to the QC Current, presented by Visit Quad Cities, the official destination management and marketing organization for the Quad Cities region. Learn more about us, our region, neighborhoods, and community partners at visitquadcities.com and connect with us through your favorite social media sites. Tune in next weekend for another episode of the QC Current on WOC News Talk 1420.